Headliner Radio, the creative voice. In today's Headliner podcast, we're catching up with Dara Taylor, a composer who has worked on numerous film scores, including The Tender Bar, The Invitation, The Noel Diary, and I don't know about you, but I think we all watched that on Netflix last year. And most recently, she wrote the music for new Universal film Strays, starring Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx, among many, many other stars. So let's dig into the score with Dara today. Okay, so hi, Dara. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Alice. So happy to be back. Yes, it's so nice to talk to you again. We were just saying off air, but I feel like I just spoke to you about The Noel Diary. So that was just Christmas, that film that literally everyone watched on Netflix. So it got so big after (laughs) I spoke to you. It was like the number one film for ages, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was really well received. So I was, I was really happy about that. Yeah, not a bad one to have your music included on as well. I mean, in terms of people, I was going to say eyes on it, but ears on it, if that's a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice comforting Christmas film, which I think people will carry on watching. They, there's just something about Christmas films, isn't there? With People just keep going back to them. Yeah, and it's cosy, you know? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> okay, so... We're on a very different film this time. Um, so The Strays, which a lot of people might have seen the trailer for, mainly because of its stars, because of uh, the talking dogs in it as well. So a very different film and a score by the sounds of it. Obviously, I haven't seen it yet because it's not out, but I've just seen the trailer. Um, you know, The Strays. So this is out very soon. By the time this podcast comes out, it probably will be released. Um, but when have you watched the final edit yet, now that it's done? Um, yeah, I watched, you know, the final... Uh, mixed playback um, back when back when we did that it was a, it was a little while ago now um, yeah so I've seen everything but the end credits <laughs> okay so most of it then that's pretty good and what did you think now that you saw it all come together because I'm not sure what you would have seen you know when you were brought on board I mean I wouldn't say the actors but their dogs but <laughs> what did you what did you see before um, you brought the music to it um, yeah, I mean, when I first started, actually I started when it was still in the script phase and, um, they had just started shooting. Um, so that's when I kind of started, you know, percolating ideas on themes and, um, tone and that sort of thing. So I was, I was off working, um, on the side, um, well at home, <laughs> so very much on the side, um, while uh they were they were shooting the dogs so i saw um you know i i saw some dailies you know with just you know the dogs they were still kind of tethered together um and that was all kind of edited out in vfx um so it was was a really it was really fun to watch that process as well because i'm so used to seeing you know human actors and what their kind of not quite final edit is, um, but to see all of the extra steps that go into um, filming animals was really interesting. Yeah, and just for our UK listeners, shooting the dogs has a very different <laughs> meaning over here. Oh, they sorry, were yes. they were filming the dogs. It's not filming, that kind of film. The dogs. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> They were just filming the dogs, so the dogs are they fine. They were filming the dogs, yes. <laughs> no dogs were harmed in the making of this no. film. Um, <laughs> so talking dogs, so first I was thinking, you know, Homeward Bound, babe, but this is definitely not a kid's film. I can tell that from watching the trailer, of course, and it's R-rated or 18 uh, for people uh, listening over here in the UK are watching it. So for anyone that doesn't know the concept of the film or somehow hasn't seen the trailer yet because it seems to be everywhere. So abandoned on the mean city streets by his low-life owner, Doug, and 
naive but lovable dog named Reggie falls in with a fast-talking foul-mouthed terrier and his gang of strays. So he's determined to seek revenge, isn't he, with his canine pals on his owner and to make his owner pay for his dirty deed. And from the trailer, they have a very specific plan of revenge in mind. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what were your first thoughts when you heard the synopsis or the script? (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I think everyone's first thoughts are what? <laughs> yeah. are, are they, what? Uh, <laughs> um, but it was, it was so funny, even from the uh, script stage, it was just, you know, I, some, I read scripts alone. I work, I work from home. Um, and my boyfriend also works from home. So sometimes he'll hear me reading a script and then I'm laughing and from far off, he's like, what's so funny? I'm like, I'm reading this script. And this was definitely one of those instances where I'm just laughing to myself, um, in a room. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's insanity, but in the best way. Um, so. <laughs> Amazing. (laughs) So did you have any immediate ideas for the score just based on reading the script? Do things come to you? Do you jump to an instrument or just start scribbling notes down on what comes to you when you're reading it? Well, I know that even uh, initially, uh, Josh Greenbaum, the director, uh, wanted to kind of lean into the happy-go-lucky of Reggie um, and kind of create a a sort of folksy backdrop. to kind of speak to the homeward bound of it all, but then, you know, develop from there. Um, So, I mean, one, one thing about this film is as hilarious as it is, there's also a lot of like really sentimental moments. So again, we wanted to be as real and true to the dogs and their current emotions um, as possible, regardless of how it might seem to um, their human audience. (laughs) Right, as well. And I, I get what you mean about the naive. I think Will Ferrell is so perfect for that. He often plays characters that are quite, you know, like Elf or... Um, yeah. oh, what's that one where he's got the brother? I've gone blank on his... <laughs> is it Step Brothers? That's the one, yeah. Step Brothers. I was halfway there. Yeah, he's just good at playing that sort of very naive, looking at everything in the brightest possible way. But I'm guessing from what I've seen in the trailer, he does come to see that not everything's as perfect as he thinks yeah. in the real world. But... um. So, okay, so, uh, yeah, I was going to say, was the director looking for any specific kind of sounds when it came to the film? Did he kind of leave it up to you or did you collaborate a bit? Yeah, we definitely collaborated a lot. And, um, you know, thankfully this was our second time collaborating. So um, we already, you know, knew each other and and each other's sensibilities a little bit. But, um, um, yeah, we definitely wanted to find and hone in a sound that, um, again, had this kind of homegrown feel to it, but didn't lean too far into a specific um, genre. So it kind of still kept itself um, hybrid in a way. So there there were definitely, uh, you know, some, some folksy acoustic guitars in there, but, you know, there's also orchestra and piano and other things to um, kind of ground it cinematically. Um, instead of it just being, you know, like a folk song. Um, and then there are some other, you know, there are a few like hip hop elements um, for, for Bud's character and, um, you know, just, just some, just some fun things all around. Um, one thing that I really wanted to play around with by the time I got to recording was um, finding kind of, um things that aren't meant to be instruments and using them as instruments is the thing that I 
I really enjoy doing whenever I can. So um, my uh, my percussionist friend and I, uh, Hal Rosenfeld, we went to Petco um, and we just banged on everything in the store. And the <laughs> Did they mind? Very um, they're like, they're like, she's like, what kind of dog do you have? We're like, we don't have a dog. Um, we're just okay. <laughs> seeing what this cone sounds like and like playing with like, you know, crinkly toys and dog bowls and antlers and um, kibble and like all these other weird things so we can come and sort of incorporate into the fabric of the score just to give it you know one level extra of uniqueness Mm, okay and it's interesting because um you mentioned the hip-hop element obviously there's orchestral and you said folk as well so um what was it about that juxtaposition of those different styles that made it make such a good fit for the emotional scenes maybe with the orchestral stuff rather than when he's on the street you know with this new gang and figuring out you know this new friendship with this um street dog yeah i mean i think that the biggest part was to have a large juxtaposition at the beginning and then have those gaps close as the relationships grow um so you know bugs theme might be um treated one way in the beginning but by the end um you know there's there's a softer side to it um and those sorts of things so um yeah i I think finding two genres that are that can be seen as far apart and then bringing them closer together um as the story goes on Mm, okay and so yeah i've seen as well so you scored music that would match each dog and their unique personalities so that makes sense um i wonder if that's an unusual approach to have that sort of sound for each character but so tell me a bit about the music for bug so that's jamie fox's um character was this a more hip-hop element or what was your approach there for his character yeah yeah that um his his introduction definitely had more of a hip-hop flair um, and kind of use this um, West Coast sine wave um, sound as a main melody. And then um, that comes in in a few different other places, sometimes um, supplemented with other uh, instruments or, you know, it's done in a piano later or those sorts of things. Um, and that, again, is to, you know, kind of sharply juxtapose um, Reggie's um tone with with bugs Mm. oh okay and i'm not sure what's on the soundtrack so i don't even know if it's been released yet so does your Mm. score factor into what is in the soundtrack at all for instance i think there was a hip-hop track in the trailer that i've seen um but i was just wondering if you had to but um but uh no there there will be a score soundtrack that releases on uh i believe the 18th as well Oh, cool. So did your score have to not work around that? Was that, did that sort of seep into the score at all for how scenes edited together with your music going into an actual soundtrack or are they just completely separate and you weren't working with that at all? Um, I mean, yeah, there were definitely a, um, a few needle drops. Um, actually one song was written for the, um, for the film itself, I didn't write it. Um, there was another songwriter um, that that wrote that, but it was, um, um, and that will be on on the soundtrack that comes out on on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know, with any film, there's there's score and there are needle drops, and it's finding a way to um, weave them together so they still feel like one cohesive 
um, musical backdrop for the film. Mm. And which was your favorite character to score the music for in the film? Um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, R- Reggie's theme kind of became the theme of the journey and of the film. Um, so it was the theme that got the most use. Um, so I think that was, you know, it was, it was fun to use that in um, a variety of different circumstances dramatically. Mm, okay. And as it's a comedy, how did you create a score that matches the absurd nature of, you know, talking dogs who swear and get themselves into just from the trailer, some situations that would never normally happen with um, certain fast paced music for, you know, action scenes or action set pieces. How did the score kind of match that very niche criteria? Yeah, I, I guess the, you know, the, the biggest thing for us was to um, really have the score be from the dog's point of view. So even if we see something um, as human observers that we know may not be as big of a deal to us as it might be to a dog, like fireworks. Um, we want to, um, we really wanted to lean into what the dog's perspective was. Um, so they thought their life was ending. So um, musically we acted like their life was ending. Um, those okay. sorts of things. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, what about, um, did you have a favorite scene to score? Bear in mind when this podcast is published, the film will be out. So spoiler alert okay. for anything coming <laughs> for anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite scenes is um, a scene in, and uh, apologies to you, Alice, for, for any spoilers, That's but um, the, scene, uh, the scene in the pound where they have to get um, this key um from across the, the hallway as they're trying to escape. Um, and it's got this kind of heist element to it. Um, and, you know, there's like some saxes and some pop brass in there. And it's, it was just a, a fun um, a fun kind of set piece and a fun detour to, to go d- down musically. Okay, that does sound fun. I'll look out of that yeah. when I see it. Um, yes. What about, um, were there any tricky scenes that you are a bit unsure or there wasn't an obvious approach to the music or does it always just come quite naturally to you um, for every scene that music's required for? No, I, I don't think it, I don't think every scene comes naturally to anyone in any, <laughs> right, okay. in any business. Um, no, the, I think the scene um, that you know, I, I took the most wax at was probably kind of like that, uh, you know, that third act reversal or the, the, the scene where the, the characters have a falling out. Um, just because there are a lot of emotional and dramatic beats. Um, and it took some, it took some tinkering to kind of follow those, um, in the right amount of intensity. Um, and sometimes that was, you know, taking your foot off the brake. Sometimes it was putting your foot on the brake. So I think there was, um, again, with the scene that is a little more uh, dramatically complicated and the, the scoring of it becomes more more complicated as well. Mm, interesting. That reminds me, I think you said something similar for the Noel diary. I think you said yeah. there was a scene, it might have been they fell out because they did, I remember now, and then they went their separate ways. I think you said it was because you didn't know if you were, you know, not a super confrontational person, so it's hard yep. to get in that space. <laughs> okay, so it works yeah, on dogs too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I guess it's a common theme in my life that I'll work out in therapy. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have yeah. God, the opposite would be worse 
Okay, well, we don't want to see dogs falling out. That's very stressful. Yeah. I hope they wake <laughs> up in the end. Um, <laughs> okay. I was just going to ask as well about the premiere, but then I thought the actor strikes on, so I guess there isn't one, right? Yeah, unfortunately, the the strike does um, kind of put a damper on on some of those things, um, kind of across the board in in the industry. But um, I mean, we're excited for everyone to to see it on the 18th. Or actually, uh, I think screenings previous screenings start today or tomorrow. Yeah, um, probably so is. Yeah. <laughs> and what about for you? Because obviously, the the acting strikes affect so many. Um, you know, departments, I guess you'd call it, of everything related to the film industry. I've got two friends. One uh, works in a casting agency. The other does hair and makeup. And they both said it's just, everything's just dried up. So you wouldn't even think of things that are obviously casting that for actors. That would make sense. But has it affected your work at all or um, the pipeline at the moment? Is it a little bit not as busy as yeah. it usually would be? Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely affected it. I mean, and the the threat of it has affected it as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. things are just being made much more slowly um, and things that would have been filming by now, you know, are paused. So, you know, there's less people that are out there hiring at the moment because they're waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging all across the board, but um, I'm hopeful that, you know, we come to a fair resolution. Um shortly yeah definitely it needs to be fair um well it's good there's a few films i guess in the pipeline that they can roll out in the meantime but uh well it gets sorted hopefully it won't take too long but who knows obviously we won't we won't know any time will tell with that but um yeah i was i was gonna ask as well so you work on such diverse films i wonder are you allowed to say what you'll be working on next or is that um you know are you gonna violate an nda or something (laughs) you know i i don't think uh, um don't think I'm quite allowed yet, but, but hopefully soon. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, whatever it is, I look forward to talking to you yes. about it probably in another six months' time. Um, yeah, so I'm sure it'll be something completely different and, and wild. But um, yeah, in the meantime, um, everyone needs to watch The Strays, which is out in, well, very soon. I don't want to say the date because it won't make sense by the time this interview goes out. It'll be out now, basically. <laughs> I'm speaking to the Just future. Go Stop what you're doing right now and go out and see it. Yeah, stop uh, what you're doing and watch it now um it does look hilarious anyone should watch the trailer it looks very funny and you know typical sort of will ferrell uh jamie fox um hilarious caper comedy with a lot of swear words basically right (laughs) (laughs) but it looks like a lot of fun um so yeah great (laughs) thank you so much uh for catching up again dara it's always a pleasure to talk to you you too. You too. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day, and I look forward to speaking to you again on your next project, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.